forget the promise of how you brought deliverance in the exodus of my heart. You found me, you freed me, held back the water from my release. Oh, Yahweh, you're the God who fights for me. Lord of every victory, hallelujah, hallelujah. You have torn apart the sea, you have led me through the deep, hallelujah,
Lord. Come on. Guys, I know there's a lot of opposition today. A lot of things going on in our head. A lot of anxiety. I feel it. You can feel it just in the air here. But we want to shake all that off today. And we really want to press in. Let's really just close our eyes today, lift our hands, and be face to face with the Lord our God. Jesus, we love you so much. We fall at your feet, Father God. We lift these songs up, God. This day is for you. We worship you, Father. Just Don't you get shy on me, lift up your song. Cause 
you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Sing that again. Come on. So come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song, cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Today, we want to press it like never before. We're going to get ready in a couple of minutes to do some communion. And uh, I really want every heart in this place, every hand opened up, every heart opened up. So whatever we need to do to just get past that extra layer that Jesus wants to meet us at. He wants to meet us there in that new place, in that new place of relationship. He wants to push past any barriers that we've put up blocked ourselves, we try to cut ourselves off from Jesus, anything that we're hurt about, anything that we're frustrated about, we're, we're asking ourselves, where are you, God, in this situation? Break all, break down these walls right now, everything that's holding us back. Lord Jesus, we give ourselves to you, God. God, we sing to you now, Father God, we lift up our hearts, open up our, our, our minds, God, just, just be with us in this place, Father God, let your spirit lead us in this place.
Isn't it good to know that Jesus is your friend? And do you guys know your value and your worth? The creator of the universe, the creator of all things, is your friend. And he sees you and he knows you. And as we get ready to take communion, think about and we remember the sacrifice that Jesus made that when his arms were spread wide and he put his arms out on both sides and his hands were nailed to the cross he was thinking of you each and every one of you he was thinking of Scott he was thinking of Nick he was thinking of Emily he was thinking of Tristan he was thinking of you to take communion, remember the sacrifice and remember what he did for you, but remember the incredible value and worth that he places on you that you are to him. So join me in taking communion because scripture tells us that on the night Jesus was betrayed, that he took the bread and he broke it and he gave it to his followers he said, take this and eat it and do this in remembrance of me. take this, drink it. This is my blood poured out for you. And as you take this today, remember that blood was not poured out just for all of mankind, but it was poured out for you. Let that be personal. So Jesus gave him the cup and said, take, drink, and do this in remembrance of me. God, this morning we thank you we thank you for the sacrifice you made. 
we thank you that you chose to go to the cross for each and every single one of us. God, we remember it. We have hearts of gratitude and we're grateful. And I pray, Lord God, that as we remember your sacrifice, as we think about the gravity of what you did, that it also place an urgency and a motivation in our heart to share that good news with those of us around us. The scripture says that you desire that not one would perish, but all would know you and have eternal life. So motivate our hearts as we remember what you did for us to share with those around us. God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you in Jesus' precious holy name. song for you guys. We're going to worship Preston and Rena. your heart be troubled hold your head up high don't fear no evil fix your eyes on this one truth God is madly in love with you take courage hold on be strong remember where our help comes from whoa Your 
Shout of praise. All right, are we here? Oh, we're here. Hello. I love worshiping with you guys. It is so cool to stand back there and see those hands raised and hear those voices. That was so much fun. Thank you guys for letting me be back there. All right. Um, Yes, you may be seated. Uh, My name is Kate Punzel, and I am one of your worship leaders, and today I got to take a little week off of playing keys and singing, and so I get to host today with my lovely husband, who can introduce himself. He may not want to, but he's going to. (laughs) I'm jumping into announcements, I guess, all right? Oh, I thought we were introducing the online church and all that stuff. Yeah, oh, you're I'll waiting on that. Okay, I'm waiting for my cue and she, okay. All right, well, I'm Dustin Punzel, and I am have the opportunity of leading the fantastic kids ministry crew with quite a few other of you guys out there. It is fantastic. They are back running the show back there, having a fantastic time. So you guys have got a chance to be back with kids. We have a lot going on, a lot of opportunities, which we will get to talk about in just a few minutes. But we have a few other announcements this week. Youth, where's my youth at? Oh, there's a couple out there. I wow. Two older voices on that youth. Okay, all right. They're a lot louder on Tuesdays. I know, right? A lot louder. Let's try again. Where's my youth? Woo! All right, a few. There it is. All right, but there's no youth this week because school is out. It is graduation week, so fantastic. Nice job, youth. Um, but next week, we have coming up an opportunity. Make sure you are here because I heard something about we're giving pastors pies. Pastors, all right, we're up for getting some pies. I'm not sure if that's exactly what that means, but there is pies next week um, for our final fundraiser before youth head off to camp. All right, youth heading off to camp. Uh, Thursdays also is Fight Club for men. Where's the men at? There it is. There it is. And also, another reason we're showing up next week, next week, right, we have the QRV and Slave Free Project. Pastor Rudy is going to be here, so make sure you guys are here to support that what is going on there. Um, And since I am the kids guy, I have to reach out to you guys. We have an opportunity. I'm looking out and I'm seeing the number of other kids. Kids isn't just our preschool through, but we have some other little ones running around. I see it out in the back there. I see a couple running around. We wanna make sure we have an opportunity for all kids all the way down through nursery to be able to be served, be able to hear and be fed into. So if you want to have an opportunity to minister to those little ones, uh, please see me after church or any other week that you can reach out to me um, via email. And there are uh, some other additional opportunities, really exciting, as the summer is coming, 
one fantastic opportunity that I am going to let my wife go ahead and introduce that we are incredibly excited and passionate about. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I have no, no idea what you're talking she, about. She's nope. been up all night, you know, several <laughs> nights working away at this. Pretty much has not left it alone. Okay, so confession. I am, like, obsessed with Vacation Bible School. Like, it's a serious Woo! problem, guys. Okay, so here's the deal. I love Vacation Bible School because I know so many people who are now leaders in the church who didn't grow up in a Christian home, who were saved in Vacation Bible School, and who are now kingdom building. So I, I'm just in love with this concept of us giving of our time for one week, and we'll talk about when that is, but to kingdom build. It is the most rewarding experience. If you've never volunteered for VBS, you're going to get so hooked, and I know I'm totally biased, but I absolutely love VBS. So here's the deal. We are going to have the sign-up form go out during uh, tomorrow's email. I think it's going to go out in there. All you have to do is fill out the Google form, and it tells you on there exactly when the dates are, so you don't have to write them down. But it's going to be July 19th through the 23rd, and it's going to be in the evening. So if you work in the morning, you can still come volunteer. We need 80 to 100 volunteers. And the number that the Lord has placed on our heart to be prepared for for Monday is 250 kids. So is. I'm really, really excited. And then by the end of the week, they're going to keep bringing their friends to come learn about Jesus. And so we're going to end up with, I don't know, I think 350 to 400 kids on this campus that are Let's going to, they're going to be learning about Christ. And that's going to, that's going to take a lot of effort from all of us as a team. So I'm really, really, really excited to have you guys on board for that. If you have questions about VBS, you can ask either of us. Um, but just know that the best way to avoid being voluntold is to volunteer. And I am the queen of voluntelling. So just sign up. Angel's nodding her head. She's been voluntold for so many years now. She just volunteers like in the winter. She's like, it's fine, I'll do VBS. She knows how it works. So we're super stoked about VBS. That is like our number one thing right now. So come talk Absolutely. to us. We'd love to tell you about it. Um, but one thing, if you're thinking about serving that um, I've just been thinking about a lot lately is the concept of tithe. And we're gonna talk about um, tithing of our money. We talk about that every week, right? We talk about how God has given us 100% of our income. And of course, we're going to give 10% of that back. But for me, tithe isn't just about giving of our funding or our money, right? Some of us, we're used to that. We're used to giving that 10%. But if you take 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you take the breath that God has put in your lungs, and you think about, is 10% of your week of the time in your week, is that being given back in service to the king? And that, we're talking about, guys, I don't know if you did the math there, but 24 times 7, I think, is 168. I'm not a math person, but... She is. <laughs> I really like numbers, too. Not more than VBS, though. Um, that We're talking about almost 17 hours a week. Are we putting 17 hours a week of the air that God put in our lungs? Are we giving that directly back to him? And if we're not, I'm telling you right now that this is the church where you can do it. There is so much space to serve. There is so much freedom to serve. So please connect with somebody today in a way that allows you to be a part of kingdom building. Because when you turn around and you give those hours back to Jesus, he multiplies your time throughout the week. The same way as when you give of your funding and he multiplies that. We've talked about that. Okay, so I do, I, I really want you guys to think about what do those 16, 17 hours look like for you a week, and how can I give those back to the Lord? Um, but also continuing in our tithing. You guys are such faithful givers, and so just a reminder, you can give in the silver box over here. There's also opportunities to give online or through the app, 
There's also opportunities if you're ever sick or you're home and you need to participate in church still, just go to our website, livingstones.tv. You can find interactive church there and you can find ways to give there and ways to connect. So just want to pray over our offering real quick and then we'll enter into our time of the message. Father God, I just pray over this beautiful body of believers, Lord. We love them so much. We know that you love them so much, Lord. Father God, we thank you for the finances that you've given us and we thank you for the breath that you've put in our lungs. God, I pray that you would speak to every heart today as a way to become an even bigger and even better kingdom builder for your purpose, Lord. God, I pray that you would just, your spirit would move in a way that motivates and inspires, Lord. Father God, we love you and we want to serve you with everything that we have, with all of our energy, with all of our time, with all of our talents, with all of our finances, Lord. We pray that we would give that to you as a good and pleasing sacrifice and that you would take it and make use of it and multiply it in a way that only you can. Lord God, we love you. We worship you today. We want to draw close to you today. May we fix our eyes on you. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Pastor Justin and Pastor Chelsea, you guys have a treat. They're both over there. Let's give them a hand. Come on. So good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so good. <laughs> so, so good. Awesome. How's everybody doing today? Come on. Thank you, Cameron. You're awesome, man. Good morning. You're awesome. So good. Oh, so good, huh? So fun. So good. Oh, my gosh. You guys are beautiful. Look at the person yes. next to you and say you're beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I look, saw look to the other person and try to explain <laughs> to them why you picked the other person first. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah, you got some explaining to do. I saw a few sarcastic you, teenagers and, uh -oh. you know. Uh-oh. Sarcasm yeah. of beauty, huh? <laughs> I know. It's so these, awesome. These are um, either really short stools or a really tall table. There you go. <laughs> we got it. So good. Oh my awesome. Gosh. Well, we're excited. We're going to we're going to preach together today. Is that cool? Sweet. I'm excited. It's going to be so fun. Let's talk to the people online. We got some people online today. Let's let's pull this up. I saw Hosilio from Brazil. Thank you for watching Hosilio. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, Suzanne Gates, we love you. Lynette Lawson, love you girl. Dorothy Faraginen, Sunny Hassler. Um, and let's see who else we got on here. Julie Padilla. Uh, Gerilyn Har Jaramillo, Come love on. you guys. Jen Mulat, love you, miss you. <laughs> Hope you're having an amazing time. Monica Harper, love you guys all so much. I'm glad you're so on good. here. I'm glad you're visiting with us. And uh, yes, we're excited. It's going to be so good. Where are my paper Bible people at? Where we got some paper Bibles Come in the on, house? Let's see em. Now, I want to see them. Put them up there. Hold Where, them up where's high the good today. looking ones? It, all right, they're looking good already. Keep them up. Let's see. You know, I want you to. I want you to pick pick somebody. Pick somebody that somebody's Bible that you really like. Who's it going to be? Lynn and the one with flower. Yeah, the flower. Chelsea loves the flower. <laughs> Lynn and flower. Come right up here. I got something for you. Come on down. The price is I right. I got something for you. I mean, Paper Bible people are feeding themselves so they deserve to get fed. Come on. Come on. That's for you. That's for you. We love you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being a part. You guys are awesome. <laughs> That's a beautiful Bible right there. I love so it. good. So good. I'm excited. It's going to be a good day today. If you've got your Bible with you today, electronic Bible people, you're cool too, but it's all right. We don't love you less. I we promise. don't love you less. It's true. <laughs> oh, no. That's security. A lot security. of prayer. <laughs> so much prayer needed. Hey, where is Oh, there it is. What are you doing? Oh, I, was, I was finding my notes from last week. Oh. I'm going to preach last week's message. Please Is that don't. cool? We heard no. that okay. one already. Perfect. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Hebrews <laughs> chapter 4, starting in verse 12. I am super excited for today's word. 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 Everybody word. say word. Somebody say word. 
Does anybody remember when, like, kids used to do that, right? Word, right? <laughs> it, it, it could be used as so many different words. It's amazing. Like, if something's terrible, you're like, oh, word. You know? <laughs> if it was something exciting, what, how would they say it? Word! Right, right? <laughs> or it was just like, like, you're saying okay to mom, like, word. hey, hey, don't forget to go to the store today and pick up milk. You're like, word. word. Right? Come on, teens. You know what I'm talking about. Right? Can so you guys say it like you're a gangster? Say it like a gangster. Word. I mean, a gangsta. Not, there's no R gangsta. at the end of that word. Yeah. Gangsta. gangsta. Word. We are so white right that? now. That's know. amazing. Anyway. All right. Let's get <laughs> out of that. sounds like that. What do you mean? I'm I'm a gangsta. You, Chelsea's a gangsta. Yep. Not sure gangsta. if you noticed. But yeah. Totally, yeah. If you haven't figured it out yet, <laughs> today's message is titled Word. Word. Come on. Come on, it's going to be so good today. <laughs> I'm excited I'm to sit. get into the Word this morning, Come and on. it's going to be so much fun. If you're following along on the Bible app, please do. And, and if you've never used the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app, you guys got to do this. You got you to get on there. Get on your phone right now. Go on to YouVersion Bible app. Go into the bottom right corner where that little, little sandwich thing is where there's like three lines. Click that. He makes everything about food. It's all about guys. food. It's a yeah. sandwich? No, It's babe, the it's Word of God. It's like the bread of life. <laughs> okay. I'll give you With that. meat and cheese. <laughs> anyway, go ahead and click on that little thing that says Three more. Lines. Click on events and look up Three Livingstone's lines. Church. For uh, those of you that are doing that, make sure make sure you do, please, because yes. there's something at the end we I want to do. have a surprise do. for you at yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, no question. But it's, it's on be awesome. there, so get there now. It's on there. You can cheat. Move ahead. I know some of you are cheaters because I see you online when you're actually here in person. So I know some of you are cheaters. And for you guys that are online, <laughs> get on there. Get on the Bible app and, and look that up. Uh, Living Stones Church, we got some cool stuff on there. Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. is where we're headed. That's where we're going, but we're not going there yet. Okay, so you guys. This is last week's notes if anybody wants them. So Pastor and I were um, just in some really, really good conversation this week about God's word. Imagine that. No way. And um, <laughs> so anyway, so he was um, reading this article, and he's going to share a few things um, about this study that was done. Um, but we just, based on this, like, we really just wanted to kind of have, not a family meeting, but just really, like, come together and talk about God's Word. We feel like this is kind of a closing out of a season for a mm. lot of people mm. um, with graduations and um, just all of the things like we see light at the end of the tunnel and we hope that it's not bait and switch like it was all of last year with COVID restrictions lifting right. and things like that. So I feel like this is a season that um, can feel new, right? It's like we're entering into summer. We're entering yeah, we're into kicking a new off season. summer, aren't we? Yes, soon. Speaking of kicking off summer, we're going to like in two weeks. Who's, re who's excited for Father's Day? Bring dads to church. On Father's Day, it Do is going to be it's nuts so beyond fun. nuts. We're going to have so much crazy fun. It's going to be don't crazy. spoil anything. No I won't spoilers spoil it. To come. I won't spoil it, but it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so crazy. It's going to be so crazy. But we wanted to just engage with you guys in talking about God's word yeah. and how to enter into a new season well, mm -hmm. um, to create new habits to make sure every new season is a God season. Mm -hmm. Even the tough ones, right? Right. So so there's this research study that was done. Where, where are my nerds at? I got some people that like statistics. We got some people that like statistics. Anybody like numbers? Come on, JP. I love you, dude. Good to see you, buddy. Woo. Come on. So, so good. So I like statistics and stuff, and it, get, it gets fun sometimes, and I like that kind of stuff. So I, I was reading about this research study that was done in 2009. Um, for you kids that don't know how long ago that was, it was pre-pandemic. I know it was a really long time ago. Uh, but uh, anyway. Uh, it was done by the Center for Bible Engagement. Now, 400,000 Christians were, were, were interviewed for this thing, right? 
and, and Christ followers were interviewed, and they found a few pretty cool things. They found that in 2002, it was found that 93% of Americans own a Bible. That's pretty cool, right? In 2007, they found that the average American family owns four Bibles in their home. Um, we brought a, a very small sample, so we were helping to bring the average up, you know, in, in those things. And then in 2005, they found that the Bible was declared the best-selling book of all time. Is that crazy? Right? Such a cool thing. Yet, in this, in this study, they found that only one in ten Christians engage with their Bible more days a week than they don't. Is that crazy? That's crazy. One in ten Christians engage with God's Word four or more times a week. So the question is, if God's Word is so powerful then why have most for Christians forgotten to tap into its power? Ooh, you know why nobody's cheering? Because most of you fit that bill, right? Just like me. Are you with me? Come on. I've had plenty of weeks where it's been three days or less engaging with God's word. Oh, and everybody feels like they got slapped. Go ahead and say, it was, it was, an, it was a good slapping. Say, ouch, pastor. Ouch, pastor. Ouch, pastor. It's statistics. I didn't write that. I didn't do the in, this engagement. It's statistics. Calling us out. Oh, it's ouch. <laughs> ouch. Calling I mean, us we're ouch. talking about these people in the study, not these people. These people. It's not these people. These no, guys no, no. bring the average up. I just want to, yeah, make That's sure we clarify. Our church, <laughs> you guys bring the average up? You're like, you can't lie in church, Pastor. I, it's all right. <laughs> how many, how many starting you. tomorrow <laughs> are going to be in the Word more than four times a week? Okay, they're not even going to admit oh to that either. Gosh. All right, well, we're going to we're going to get through this today. <laughs> we got it. We're going to get through this. It's going to be all right. This is what God wanted to talk Tell about. Tell your neighbor you guys, it's going to so. be all right. It's going to be all right. We're, we're in it together. It. We're going to make it. You know what? Tell your neighbor it's time to tap in. It's time to tap in. Come it's time on. to tap into the power of yes. God's word. Are you ready this morning? Come on. Oh, show me your Bible whether it's electronic or paper. We're going to tap in this morning, aren't we? Oh, we're going to tap into God's word. Thanks for not wearing your penguin stuff today. I was I was mourning my Oilers. It's, isn't it Every awful? Next year, right? Next year. Next year. Oh, my gosh. There's always next year. Seems like there's always next Let's year. Let's get to the word. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. Okay. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm going to keep them focused today as best I can, you guys. Yeah, so right. We'll see how it goes. Somebody keep track of how many Hebrews times you go off track. Hebrews 4.12. <laughs> says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Mm. I love God's word. God's word is alive. Somebody say God's word is alive. God's word is Come alive. Come on. God's word is alive and powerful. Come on. It's powerful, ain't it? Yeah. I'm good. I'm glad you shouted. That's what I'm talking about. Get excited. I'm going to have to have you sit on the front row so that these people can just get this. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't look around. We're talking to you. Yeah, that's right. I'll take you out to lunch. It's fine. You're awesome. It's so good. There you go. Pushing it forward. That's what it is. Push it forward. You know what? We were, we were cleaning out the, uh, the, the office for, for uh, um, oh, what is it? Tijuana Christian Mission a few, few weeks ago. It's like almost a month ago now. And, and we were cleaning out that office. And I'm pretty sure that office hadn't been touched since like 1991. <laughs> yeah. I, at, at least 2001. Like, well, we'll give them an, an extra decade in there. 2001. I mean, I was finding floppy disks in there. Anybody remember what a floppy disk looks Who like? Who knows what a floppy disk is? Who knows what raise a floppy disk is? Who has no oh idea what a floppy disk is? Come on, teens. It's all right. Just raise your hand. Lies. You're like, is that one of those, like, MP3 things? Like, what is that? I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. Right? Is, is that, like, a file that's saved? You know, no. No, it's this plastic little thing. There was, like, 
hundreds of them in there. Like, there's not even computers that can read these things anymore, <laughs> right? It was awesome. But one of the things that we found while we were in that office were these plants. And I'm pretty sure the dust has been on these plants since 2001. <laughs> Are you with me? 20 years, right? And what's crazy is I think about, it was these fake plants. You ever seen fake plants? Who, ha- who has fake plants? Who's, whose mom has fake plants? Yeah, that's easier to admit, <laughs> right? Come on, right? right? Whose grandma has some fake plants, right? Oh it's the, the plants you don't have to water. They just stay green. You just have to, what, dust them. Dust that. Is that crazy, right? Uh, when we were there, we were looking at, like, mountains of dust on these fake plants. But can I tell you something? Like, uh, or uh, here, here's another one I, I, that I love. You ever seen, like, where they have, like, the, the fake little dog? Anybody have, like, a stone dog in their house? Yeah, you got a stone dog? That, it, ga- it gathers dust also, doesn't it, right? You got you to dust your dog. <laughs> Come on, just tell your neighbor, dust your dog. No, don't tell dust your neighbor Dust your that. dog. You know, it, it, what's funny <laughs> is living things don't gather dust. That's true. Living things don't gather dust. But can I tell you something? I don't know if all of us believe that this thing mm. is a living thing. Come on. Oh, why? Because it's sat on that shelf and you know, we've got a few of them here. We've got some dusty ones. Some of these are, oh, these are just for decoration. You have any, like, Bibles for decoration? No? Just pastors do this. I grew up with a Bible for decoration. Can I tell you about it? This thing right here. Okay? When we opened this Bible, we Remember this, Sonny? (laughs) Don't call her out like that. Oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Anyways, we kept it behind our couch. That's how I remember anyways. She might correct me later, but... um, we kept it behind our couch, and I remember the like only time pounds. it was opened was to um, put paper towels and flowers in there to press flowers. That's what we use our Bible for. Isn't that awesome? There's hope, everyone. There's hope. There's <laughs> hope. Man, I mean, there's just so many cool things Dust. in God's Word. I remember Chelsea gave me this one. This was, this one I really, I, I, I treasure this one. This one's a John Maxwell Leadership Bible. Oh, man, this is a good, it's signed by John Maxwell. She, she went and got it signed for me and everything. It was pretty cool. I love this Bible. When you dive into this one, it's, it just teaches you different excerpts on leadership within your Bible. It's pretty cool. What's this one, Chelsea? Okay, so this one is super special. Who recognizes this, this type of Bible? Okay. So um, the Come Slave on. Free Project, who, um, for those of you who maybe haven't heard, um, the Slave Free Project partners with um, all people in their different giftings to help them Come to on. use their gifts to be able to raise funds to support rescues um, for people who are caught in crisis, sex trafficking, things like that. And so um, this organization is um, Paint for Princesses, and they paint in these Bible journals and put all sorts of really awesome, cool things in here. And when they rescue someone from a crisis, um, Mm. from sex trafficking, things like that, this is the first thing that they get when they get rescued is a Bible that's already colored in and highlighted and things like that for them. And it's amazing the peace that it brings to them when they are um, purged from that situation and filled with hope. And so, um, so yeah, so this is a really special Bible. But lots and lots and lots of these go out. They've already given hundreds of them out this year. So Hundreds. Pretty cool. You guys can be a part of those kinds of things, yes, too, with, yes, uh, yes. with the Slave Free Project. Be a part of that. This one, this is my old preaching Bible. Yeah, this is the one that I got, that I had right, I, I gave one away. Can you hand that up? Right. Tristan's got my old, old preaching Bible. Now this one is my old preaching Bible because I, I got my dad's Bible when he passed away. So I was really excited about that. It was pretty cool. Uh, but this one, this one I, I didn't get a lot of mileage on before before I got that one. It's true. It is true. It is true. So I love this. This is a good one. Hey, where's Jimmy at? Jimmy, come here, buddy. 
I'm going to give you my Bible. Can I give you my Bible? Oh, come on. Yeah, dude. Come here, man. I love you, bro. I'm glad you're walking. Things are good. Come on, dude. Here, I want to give you that. I've been thinking about it for a while, and I got that thing lost in my garage, so I'm glad I found it just for you. Love you, man. Love you, man. Oh, this one is definitely not mine. Yes, it is. It is yours. It's not mine. It's totally yours. Who, it is not mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted this, to see if they What's cool about me. this Bible is there's actually blush in here. You can. <laughs> oh my no, gosh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This is, this is a <laughs> mother's Bible blush. that my mom actually gave me when I became a mom. So it's got little. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah, it's got devotions in there, like specific for moms, which is awesome. Very cool. Yes. This one is actually the first one that I got from my dad when I met, met my biological dad the first time. He gave me this Bible. And uh, I remember when he gave it to me, I was like, the new, it's the King James Version from Reverend Dwayne Pooler, passed on to Justin Kenton, August 30th, 2005. That's when I met my dad. And it says, God bless you, son. <laughs> Come on. It's pretty cool. That's a, that's a cool one for me right there. Okay, this one. Oh, man. Okay. I'm Careful. Don't make it fall apart. I know, you guys. This right here. Okay. That's a relic. We have a whole shelf in our house um, full of Bibles that have stories behind them. It started because of this Bible. So I did not grow up in a, a home that, like, I never saw, like, none of my family read the Bible, like, outwardly or anything like that. I didn't really, I wasn't raised that way. Um, and so I didn't really know that, like, our family had any kind of a faith background of any sort until I was older. And um, when I was an adult, I went to visit my grandparents and um, my gramps, so this is my mom's dad, he was talking with me one day, and he pulls this out of his shelf, and he says, yeah, and it's falling apart, and he gave this to me, which was super special, mm. um, but it's super special because he told me that he remembers, this is my gramps, so my grandpa, he remembers sitting on the porch of his great-grandfather, and listening to his great-grandfather read from this exact Bible right here. Is that amazing? And so I, like, just thinking about today, and, and I know we're going to, like, get into um, the, word. the Word and really get into it, but there's lineage there. There's history there. There's a heritage there. And it's on us right here. Come it's on. on this generation Come on. to be able to pass down the power Come on. that is in that. The power. And I remember carefully, very, very gently flipping through that Bible and seeing the script, the handwriting from my great, great grandfather. There's power in that, you guys. There's so much power in that. It's not just a book that it sits on a shelf now. Like there's there's lineage there. Come on. And there was such power to know that that was in my history. It was a part of who, like, when you guys, when you read the Bible and it talks about, like, this person begot, this person begot, this person, and, like, I know when I first started reading the Bible, I'm like, what is begot? A begot? Like, I, I didn't, what does begot mean? I have no idea. Like, oh, that Every means, gangster like, knows what a begot is. <laughs> but anyways, it's just <laughs> powerful to be able to know, like, there's a lineage, and I, I am a daughter um, of Come someone on. who is in the word, and great, who great knows what kind of prayers were prayed Ooh. even on my for for me like even right you think about the prayers that you pray for generations to come like i don't know just let that sink in That's right Th 
You know, right. Let's just do this one last. Okay. Let, let do, do that one. one. Yep, okay. do that one. So this one. one, you guys. This that one's one. pretty special. This one's super special because yep. I know story time. Is that okay? Is this good? Okay. Is this fun? So this like, no, Bible really. right here was the very first Bible I read out of <laughs> because um, – are you getting so old? Okay. You have, <laughs> like, box all over your thing. Oh, now. yeah. Um, it's an old box. Anyways, so – this Bible, Justin and I uh, were dating long distance, and I had gone to a wedding, and I heard scripture, and I had questions about it. Yeah. I didn't know the Lord then, so I talked to him because I knew he knew the Lord, so I would just ask him, right? And I said, hey, yeah, a few so weeks before that, she said, don't talk to me about Jesus, and don't talk to me about the Bible. I'll come to you if I have questions. Well, I had questions. So I came to him, oh. and I said, I said, hey, um, I heard this thing at a wedding, and like, what does that mean? You know? He's like, well, do you have a Bible? And I was like, uh, let me look. And I was looking all around the house, and I found this. I'd never seen it before, ever, 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 but I found it. And he said, okay, open up to the book of um, Second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean the book? I have the book right here. Come on. What are you talking about, the book? Like, Come on. Like, and this right. was six months ago, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, break <laughs> it down for me, okay? Just playing. So anyway, so... Uh, this is the very first scripture, or first Bible I read scripture out of. Yep. And come to find out, years down the road, like, I didn't really say anything to anybody about it. But years down the road, this was probably four or five years ago, mm-hmm. maybe even less. I opened this up as a Christmas gift from my mom. And mm. I started crying because she, she, didn't, she didn't know, know that that was part of my story, right? But... She wanted to give it to me because of the other Bible that came from her dad, her great grandfather, right? Her great great grandfather, and well, that, that one. one that one's her great great grandma. Oh my Anyways, okay. that's another story. But anyways, um, but she wanted to give it to me to add to my collection, and she didn't know that this was the first Bible that I had read out of, and Never so it was my mom's first Bible. Come on. Isn't that amazing? How fun is God? So cool. You guys, that's so fun. Anyways, so cool. okay. All right, well, that was fun, right? Did you get got to go through the history of our trip? history of our Bibles? <laughs> Somebody say word, word. Is that word. valuable? It's time to tap in. It's time to tap in. Oh, we're tapping in today. Come on, living and moving things don't gather dust. How many of you? This thing's not going to gather dust from this day forward. Come on, somebody, make a commitment today. Today's where things begin to change. We're gonna we're gonna engage with the power of God's word. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word already existed. Yep. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Somebody say Word. Word. Verse 2, he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Mm. Verse 4, the Word gave life. Somebody say gave life. Gave life. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. This is the word. This is talking about Jesus. It's talking about Jesus, and Jesus is the giver of life. Now, I'll be honest with you. This last year, year and a half, two years, it seems like everything seems falling apart sometimes. Is Is that true for you guys too, or is it just me? Oh, it's true for it's true for Wendy. But is it true for anybody else out there? It's true for you guys too. It seems like stuff just seems like it's falling yeah. apart. 
It seems like everything, like, oh, it seems something goes right, and then something terribly goes wrong. Are you with me? And in the middle of all this stuff, and then I'm learning about these statistics and talking about the power of God's word. And then I start to think to myself, how many times have I gotten so busy loving and helping people that I forget to even pick this up for myself other than to study for that week's message? Come on, somebody. Oh, no, I just ruined your vision of what a pastor should be, huh? You thought I was, I've been just like reading the, tr- the, the manuscripts from the very beginning. Is that what you thought, right? Some of you are like, yeah, that's, isn't that what you do? You just sit all day long and, oh, the Lord saith, I awaked. Is that how you say awake? Awaked? I awaked themselves against me. The Lord saith, uh huh. Amen. Amen. Can I get an amen? Get an amen, right? Right. You guys thought I was just sitting on my on my on my. I thought you only worked one day a week. (laughs) Stop telling my secrets. Six days off, one day on. Oh. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. That's not (laughs) how it works. No, that's not how it works. But you know what? The truth is. As we engage with God's word, life pours into everything around us. It says that the word brings life. The word yeah. shuts out the darkness. Yeah. i got to be honest with you. I, looking at our world, looking at our, our current political stance, looking at the way things are, it seems like the darkness is winning sometimes. You ever feel that? Am I the only one? Right? Whether, you're, whether you wear a blue tie or a red tie doesn't matter. You still start seeing that people are being nasty to each other, aren't they? We're, we're being nasty to each other. We, tr- we mistreat each other. We start hating on each other. And, and it just doesn't make, the darkness is winning, right? But, but I, love, I love God's word because it says that it will extinguish the yeah. darkness. The light will take over the darkness. Are you with me? Can, can I tell you something? If, if our nation gets back into yes. this powerful thing right here, you start reading this thing for yourself. You want to see your family lineage change forever? Come on. Open this up. Open this up. I don't, I don't even care if you come to church on Sundays. Oh, did you hear me? If you'll at least, at a minimum, open this thing up for yourself and start reading it for yourself, oh, you'll want to be at church. I, don't, I won't even have to convince you. I won't even have to give out gift cards so people come to church. Are you with me? Come on. Yeah. Right. You're going to enjoy lunch, though, right? It's going to be good, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. But here's the thing. You'll want to be around people who are in God's word yep. because life comes out of them. It pours out of them, right? If you feel like you're that person right now, you're like, oh, I have nothing else to give. I have to ask, how many days a week are you spending with the Lord in this, in this powerful book right here? Yep. Are you with me? How many, how many days a week? Because I have to ask myself the same questions. There goes my notes. Bye, notes. We don't need you anyway. <laughs> I have a coffee. Don't worry. That's good. <laughs> That's good. See, she's up here for a reason, right? Come on, somebody. <sighs> she's, she's a more powerful preacher than me. I almost made her, made her preach by herself. She's like, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you do it. But I tell you what, this thing will pour life into your teenagers. This thing will pour life into your marriage. This thing will pour life into your business. Come on. It, it, when you start to open this thing up for yourself and you let God speak into your existence, come on, somebody. All of a sudden, life is spoken into existence. Yep. Amen. You know, when he um, and I were kind of reading through the statistics and things like that, it was almost this feeling of, like, that explains it. It wasn't a shocker. I don't know if you guys aren't alarmed by these statistics, um, but I I was like, that totally makes sense. The condition of our world, the climate in which we have been living in, 
is explained in those statistics, in my opinion. And I think that we have the answer. We have the answer right here, you guys. There is power and powerful declarations that we should and could be making. There's life and death in the power of our tongue. But if we aren't declaring God's word, we're missing out. We're selling ourselves short. And there's so much in here that we can be declaring over our personal lives, over our church, over our community, over our country. Mm. And I, I'm going to say it. Uh-oh. I know. She's going to say it, guys. I have no idea what she's going to say. <laughs> Oftentimes, we look to our government and politicians mm. and things like that for answers and for solutions and for restrictions to change so that we can live a better life. You know what we should be doing? You Come guys, on. the answer God's is got the right answer here. right there in his word. Come his on. word never changes. It is alive and active, but it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <sighs> and Come so on. the restrictions and the government and policies and all those things can change oh. and go chaos and upside down mm. in our faces. All of those thi- mm. things. And God's word is still consistent. It is the assurance that we can stand on when the waters get rough. Mm-hmm. It's the anchor that we can hang on to and yeah. know that we are secure in him. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm told a lot is, oh, I don't, you know, I don't go to church because I don't want to have restrictions put on me. <laughs> the restrictions are already on you, bro. This sets you free. This sets you free. When you, the restrictions are, the world starts trying to define who you are. And you'll, you'll always find that you, you miss. You, you, don't, you don't measure up. You're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. You, you start to realize that you're, you're never going to measure up to everyone's expectations. And so life gets really hard because you don't know where you stand. But can I tell you something? The promises of God's word, when you open this thing up and he says that you're the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath, you are more than a conqueror. Are you with me? God starts to tell you who you are. Oh, he sets you free. You don't have to be afraid of what somebody else thinks of you. Because all of a sudden, you start saying, God, who do you say that I am? And then when he speaks to you, oh, nobody can shut you down. That fire burns so hot, burns so bright, that nobody can shut it down. Are you with me? Are you sick and tired of being under somebody else's thumb, under all these different restrictions and thought processes? And This is what you're supposed to be. This is the, the PC way to say things, and this is the way that you're supposed to love people. Are you kidding me? This thing tells you how to love people. It says love covers a multitude of sin. Are you with me? Oh, if you don't love somebody because of their sinful lifestyle, go look in the mirror. If that's not good enough, come look in my mirror, right? Because my mirror has got me in it, and I've got problems. I'm jacked up just like anybody else. Before I can ever point a finger at anybody else, I've got to go to God's word and say, God, who do you say that I am? Oh, you're an encourager. You're, you're full of passion. You're full of spirit. You're going to tell people that they have value. Come on, are you with me? And we love people to life instead of beating them to death. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. I don't know about you guys, but there's times in our life where we have felt like we've been walking in the dark. Mm. Like this. And there's like the cliff right here. (laughs) Careful, there is a cliff right there. (laughs) I know. Right? And you're walking in the dark. We have felt that way many, many, many times. But in Psalms 119, 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. If you are feeling lost, even if you know Jesus and you have Jesus in your life, but you're feeling lost, maybe, I'm just proposing an idea here, maybe it's because that light that is supposed to be here 
in you mm. because you're digesting it, right? A lot mm. of a lot of the times we see, especially during COVID, we saw this, an anemic church. Mm, come on. And what I mean by that is this is the only time Christians get fed is when they show up to church. Come on. And I'm not saying you guys, but at some churches, <laughs> people expect their pastor to feed them. And when the pastor isn't feeding them, well, then I'm going to go somewhere else and see if another pastor will feed me. But God is asking you and inviting you to come and dine with him. Come on. With an overflowing, all-you-can-eat buffet of all of the favorite things that are custom fit for you. Mm. Why would you show mm. him up? Why, why would you stand him up? Mm. And we do. You, we're guilty, too. Mm. We are guilty. And so our prayer for you this week has been that there would be a hunger that would just ignite in every single on. one of us here today. God's a word. hunger for God's word. Because I'll tell you, if you aren't hungry, read more. Because the more you eat of God's word, the hungrier you'll be for it. The Come more on. and more and more of, of it you will want. You won't Come need on. it anymore. <laughs> but you will. But you'll want it. There's a difference. Amen. So your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. So say, I will engage because the Lord gives life. I will engage because the word gives life. You believe that? I do. And does anybody else? Yes? Yeah, you believe it? Wendy does. Who else does? Come on. We got. All right. All right. They're getting it. They're getting it. All right. It. All it's, right. It's what about this side? Too much sunshine on this side? This side? Good. They're getting it. <laughs> right. They're getting it. They're getting it. We're going to engage. We're going to engage because God's word gives life. Yep. You know what? If you're not feeling alive, <laughs> if you're waking up but you just don't feel alive, come on. It's not enough just to wake up, it, just to wake up. These statistics, as we read through them, it was whether or not you read it or listened to it. Come on. I know some of you are like, oh, if I start reading and fall asleep in five minutes. Don't give me that excuse. Come on. Don't make that excuse. Because you can listen to that thing right on that on that same Bible app that I just I talked about for a few minutes. Yep. Go into the Bible app, listen to the Bible. If you engage with God's word four out of seven days a week, come on, somebody. The current climate of our society is confusion. Yeah. Oh, does anybody agree with that? A whole lot of confusion, right? All of a sudden we heard, hey, all restrictions are going to be lifted on the 15th, uh, except we're going to keep it in a state of emergency in case I want to change my mind and do something else. Hello. Talk about confusion, right? It's like if I went to my kid and said, hey, if you do this, I'm going to give you a snack. And he says, okay. And he does it. And he goes, oh, you know what? I kind of changed my mind. Well, I'm confused. You said if I did this, I get. Come on, somebody. Is that not what our world feels like right now? All of a sudden, it's like promises. Things are supposed to be done a certain way. And all of a sudden, oh, everything just goes into confusion. How many of you know that our God is not a God of confusion? Hello. 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 I mean, we have spent so much time this last year and a half counseling people, going through life together, where it just seems like the world is chaos. Now, I know some of you are just like me and experiencing chaos in your world. There you go. I need you to sneeze more often. Sound like an amen almost. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Come on, somebody. Right? You might be going through your own Egypt or your own wilderness moments where you're wondering, is this ever going to change? Is this ever going to get better? Isaiah 40, verse 3 says, listen, tell your neighbor to listen. It's the voice of someone shouting. Not Justin. Not Who is it? Somebody's shouting. <laughs> Somebody's shouting or they're sneezing. We were getting confused. <laughs> Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway 
through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and the hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then, somebody say then. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. Can I tell you something? Oh, there might be a climate that's in your life right now that's confusing, that's difficult, that's challenging. But can I tell you something? When you start to pick this thing up and God starts to speak life into your world, we'll watch valleys that will be filled in. Come on, all those things that you've been down in the dumps for so long, things that have been holding you down into those places, God starts to fill in the gaps. Those mountains of fear, of discontentment, right? All those, those mountains, they begin to get flattened because when you're in the word of God, he speaks life to you. And you know what happens? All those obstacles, as those obstacles become less of obstacles, God starts to move and everybody sees it. Everybody sees it. They see it in you. They watch all of a sudden your circumstances didn't change, but the way that you see them did. All of a sudden, when, when you used to come in every Monday morning to work and talk about how hard things are, and you walk in and you talk about how great they're going to be. Are you with me? Something changes inside of you because all of a sudden, that dry life that you've been experiencing, God starts to pour in because you're, you're eating of his word for yourself. You're getting into the word, and the word is giving you life. This is from the very beginning of creation. There's, you can go back and look at the science on all this stuff, too. I know that people compare science. You know, science is not a, an evil thing. Some people are like, oh, science is evil. No, science is not evil. You know what science is? Observation. That's it. If I drop this, it falls. Science. Observation. There's this thing called gravity. If I drop it, it falls. Right? But there's also this other science. See, science is just observation. When you start to engage with God and you start to see for yourself what God can do in your life, not just from what you got on a Sunday morning, but because you got into the Word for yourself and He starts flattening out mountains and He starts filling in valleys and you start walking with confidence because God showed you the power that He wants to put inside of you, the life that comes out of you. Are you with me? Oh, if you're not, if you're watching the, the news and you're seeing churches that are speaking death over anybody, I'll guarantee you they're one of the ten that are not engaging in this because that's not how God talks to his children. Oh, you go and just study Jesus. Come on. Just go spend some time with Jesus. See how Jesus treated a sinner. And then see how Jesus treated a religious punk. He treated them differently. Because one should know better, and the other didn't. Are you with me? Oh, I used to say this all the time, and people get all, all confused. I say, man, religious people suck. And they're like, you're a pastor. How can you say that? Because it's true. If that's all you've got, you got nothing. Are you with me? Religion is nothing. Religion is just a belief system. Do you understand that? It's a belief system. That's all it is. It's a belief system. Religion is just a belief system. What, no matter what you're, you, you religiously sit in chairs, don't you? You believe in chairs. Oh, you believe. I'm a believer. Right? You sit in your chair and you expect it not to fall over. Are you with me? Right? Some of us are like, well, maybe, you know, I've eaten a few extra burritos. <laughs> I'm not, my faith isn't quite what it used to be. <laughs> are you with me? Right? 
But I'll tell you something. Religion is just, just a belief system. But when you can have a relationship with God, when, where you start to test God at his word, you start to go and engage with God. When he says, hey, give, give of your 10%. Give me your 10%, right? Oh, I, I know. You get caught up in all oh, the church always asks for money. No. If you start, it says that he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's what, that's what his word says. And then he says, test me in this. See if I won't open the windows of heaven for you. Right? It, as we engage with God's word, life comes into every part of our life. Does anybody agree with that? Can I get an amen this morning? Are there people online saying amen? I'm going to check on you in a minute. I want to make sure you're saying amen. Getting excited because this is the truth right here. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you something so special this morning. And you're going like, oh, man, I was really hoping you were going to talk about Joseph or I thought you were going to talk about Peter. I love talking about Peter. He always makes me feel better about myself. You know, I, but I'm telling you right now that this is the most powerful thing in your life and you've got to dust it off. Are you with me? If you need a Bible, I will get you a Bible. We've got Bibles back there. If you don't have one, you know what? Maybe it would be better if we opened this one up instead of opening this one up. Because I know if you're like me, I've got ADD, right? Some of you like that because you like seeing what, what's he going to do this Sunday, right? But if I'm on here and I'm reading the Bible, then all of a sudden my, my Facebook notification pops up and somebody liked that picture. I'm gone for at least 20 minutes. Then I might come back to God's word or I might just get busy. You know what the, the number one reason that people don't read their word is? I'm too busy. Too busy. Got too much going on. Come on, somebody. I just want, you were talking about um, uh -oh. paper Bible versus phone Bible. And okay. I, I just, we heard this a couple years ago, and I don't have the firm number, so forgive me, but we. That's all right. 80% <laughs> of the statistics are made up on the spot. I'm not going to make up anything, but I will share with you, um, he and I were doing a podcast, and we were talking about how, um, for those of go. us that are parents, um, when we are in the word on our phones, our kids don't know that we're in the word. Hello. The people that are around us don't know that we're in the Word. They just see that we're on our phone. Now, we can be in the Word. We can totally be getting download revelation from the Lord, and it can be all good. I'm not saying that God's Word isn't available here. But what I am saying is be mindful and be thoughtful of what it could mean for your kids to see you in the Word. Come on. And the whole reason why we even heard or were, was talking about that is because there was a statistic and a study done about kids who were raised in Christians home, Christian homes that went wayward and then came back and they interviewed them, the ones that came back and asked them, like, why? Like, what, was, what do you think made the difference? And the number one answer was that they saw their parents actively engaged in God's word. That was the number one reason. Now, I don't have mm. all the firm numbers because, I yeah, that's a long time ago when we read that. But it's stuck in here. And so I just invite you to something Something tangible. Just, Come you know, on. Get it there. Smell Come it. Be, yeah. Anyways. It says in 1 Corinthians 14.33 that our God is not a God of confusion. And you know what? Sometimes you got to get face-to-face -face yeah. with confusion and speak God's word to it. Come on. Because God says that if you'll have faith like a mustard seed, mountains will fall before you. i got to be honest with you. A lot of us, I mean, the number one thing, it's, it's hard to go see a psychiatrist right now. Because they're so busy. COVID has left people in such a crazy place in their head yep. that all of a sudden it's the hardest place to get. So i got to be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not talking about the mountains back here. 
I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about Mount Everest. I'm not talking about Mount Shasta. I'm not talking about what I'm talking about is the mountains sometimes yeah. that might be right here. Why you think that you're not valuable? Come on. That might be the mountain that he wants to melt like wax. Come on. Because when you get in here, oh, and he starts to build your faith. He starts to show you through little things. Yeah. All of a sudden you start to say, God, I don't know if you're real, but I'm going to try this. I'm going to trust you in this, and I want to see what you can do. And then he shows himself to you. Oh, our God is a gentleman. He won't force himself on you. Yeah. He won't. He won't. He'll just, he'll just walk up and he'll keep knocking on the door. Hey, I want to show you how valuable you are. No, you want to restrict me. Get away from me. I don't want any of that stuff. Uh, I've been a part of a religion before. I've, I've experienced that. I was a part of a church and somebody took advantage of me and this happened and that happened. Listen, this church is full of people too. It's going to suck. <laughs> are you with me? Just tell the person next to you, you're the reason that church sucks. Oh, my gosh. Don't say it. I'm just kidding. Don't do, don't do that. It's a trap, I'm, you guys. It was a, a trap. trap. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no. Truth is, we look in the mirror, and you're the reason why church sucks. Because we're people. <laughs> we're people. You involve people in anything, and it will mess things up. Yep. You know this church was perfect before people started coming. <laughs> it was amazing. No one ever argued with me. No one ever shared their opinion. Right? It was perfect. Then people showed up. Come on, somebody. Right? <laughs> There's just something about that. But God's word, God's word, come on, somebody. God's word will breathe life into your life. God's word will speak passion back yeah. into your marriage. God's word will speak into your business that was falling apart and give you new ideas and new ways to think. God's word will tell you who you can be when the world told you you couldn't be. In Matthew 5, um, starting in verse 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth. What? But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Come on. Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Verse 14, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone Come in the on. house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. You know what happens when we read the word? Come on. We shine. We shine. And things beam out of us. People might not know exactly what it is that they see in us or feel when they're around us or sense when they're around us. It's God's word. And Come it on. says here that if we have a light in us and we just take the, this is the igniter of the lamp that's within you, right? This is the igniter. And if we just, if we just put it back here, your light is going to be dim and it's not going to make any impact. Come on. And that darkness that God's called each of us to go into and be overcome light. with Come our on. light. And if we're not lighting ourselves up with God's word, the impact is going to be so much less. And so mm. God is inviting us. He's telling us, let your good deeds shine out for all to see mm. so that everyone will praise the Heavenly mm. Father. Don't we want that? Come for on. everyone to praise the Heavenly Father? Come on. Let's do our part. Right. When we engage with God's word, we see results, and others will too. That's others right. will too. That's right. You know, I think sometimes we're, we're hoping for God to be our genie, to take care of how we're feeling mm. or what we're going through in that moment. But God's so much bigger than that. Did I get an amen from anybody? God is so much bigger than that. Oh, he wants to show off in your life in those little things, and he will. 
He will. He'll do crazy stuff. You'll, you'll, you'll go to the busiest place and get the, the closest parking spot. I mean, God will do crazy fun stuff to just show you he loves you. But I'll tell you what, it's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. Because all of a sudden, when you go through some of the hardest times in your life, and somebody watches how much confidence you have in the middle of that, how much, how much you have poise in your life, there's a strength that eludes from you. And then all of a sudden, when they see that, they go, how, how do you do that? I saw you going through that divorce. How do you still have joy? I saw you, I saw you going through that disease. How do, you, how do you have so much confidence? Peace. How do you have so much peace in the middle of the biggest storms? How? And you say, I spend time in God's word. And God speaks to me. And he says he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He says that I'm not alone. He says that he, says that he loves me in all of my brokenness. Come on. And when we get into that word for ourselves, God can speak to us. Isaiah 55, 11 says, it is, it is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. That's God's word, you guys. That's God's word. And when God's word is in you, it always, somebody say always, always produces fruit. Always. If you get into God's word, it will always produce fruit. Good fruit. When God is in with you, when you are in with God, come on. All of a sudden, things begin to shift. Things begin to change. Here's the, here's the third and final point. I will reset my priorities to God's word. I will reset my priorities to God's word. Say that to your neighbor. I will reset my priorities now to God's word. Now look at your neighbor word. and say, don't lie to me. Come on. Hold them accountable. Come on. You know what's crazy is if, if I don't if I don't take care of those living things. See, see, we, this is not this is not a this is not a fake plant in your office gathering dust. It's a living thing. But if you don't use it, it's not going to be alive in your life. Yeah. Come on, you can come to church. Oh, I'm grateful that you come to church. There's some great statistics on people who come to church. Yes, there's you know if somebody that comes to church once a month is 40% less likely to go and do terrible things. And I'll, I'll share some of those terrible things in a minute. Um, but in all those things, it's like, yes, going to church is a good thing. But when you get in your word, it gets less to like 12%. Like all of a sudden, like the, the, the amount of wanting to engage in the things of this world gets so small because of you, you're so engaged with God. Colossians 3, um, verses 1 through 4 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, Come on. set your sights on the realities of heaven, mm. where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Verse 3, For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Hidden in Christ with God. Come on. Verse 4, And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. You know what really bothered me about these statistics when I read them? If you read the Bible one to three times a week, that's less than, than half the week, right? The results in your life are similar to somebody who doesn't read it at all. Something shifts and changes when the majority of your week is spent in God's word. Just four days a week. As soon as you... You step over that, 
invisible wall to four days a week. Something changes. Something changes. All of a sudden, these statistics change. Crossing into that four days or more, said 50% lower odds of getting drunk. 57% lower odds of getting drunk just by reading the word four times a week or more. 68% lower odds of having sex outside of marriage just by reading the word four times a week. 61% lower odds of engaging in with pornography. 61% less. You've been trying to break habits, men. Listen, every man's battle. You don't have to fake it. don't have to pretend. You, wanna, you really want to get through this? Get in his word. You don't have to stop. You don't have to come up with other ways to get rid of stuff. You want to stop engaging with the things of this world? Get out of this world. Get in his word. 74% lower odds of gambling. And 57% lower odds of engaging in any of these bad habits. 57%. Man, does anybody want to break some bad habits? You want to break some generational curses on your families? Right? You want to see a change? Then you got to be the one, the one of the ten. The one-tenth, the one out of ten people who are engaging in their word four or more times a week. And then you'll start to see these results. Oh, I get excited even more about the positive ones. Who gets excited about positive stuff more than negative stuff? Are you ready for some positive right. stuff? We were Here talking about the good fruit that it produces. The good fruit. Here's the good fruit it produces. So 228. Everybody say 228. 228. 228% higher odds of sharing your faith with others. Come on, somebody. Come on. 228%. 231% higher odds of discipling someone. Come on. This one, this 407% higher odds of memorizing scripture. Come on, somebody. What? You guys, we just gave you a secret right here. Like, oh, I want to memorize scripture and I want to do. Oh, my gosh. Mind blown. Come right? on, you guys. Come on. This is so good. Come on. There's so much life. So good. There's so much life to be had right here. I don't know if I could beat the dead horse any more than beating the dead horse. Are you with me? But if you engage with this thing, I can guarantee that your life will change for the better. Guarantee that your life will change for the better. Doesn't mean it'll be easier. Doesn't mean circumstances won't happen. Doesn't mean your car won't break down. Right? But I guarantee you that if you start to engage with this thing, your circumstances will look differently to you. I remember, has anybody been to the Grand Canyon? You seen the Grand Canyon? I've seen it twice. Twice. You're like, why would you go twice? You've already seen the big hole one time. No. The first time I saw the Grand Canyon was in an airplane. They said, if you look to, the, to, to your left, we'll see the Grand Canyon. And I, I remember looking out the window and going, what's the big deal? Didn't look like much from the air. But then then not recently when we went on our big trip, we went, we went to the Grand Canyon and we, we stood at the rim. And I remember just feeling like I'm looking straight into a calendar. I'm like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's crazy to look at this giant hole. But can I tell you something? If I were to think about going from one side of the rim to the other side, it'd be a heck of a lot of work, wouldn't it? But when I was in that airplane, it looked like no big thing. You see, the circumstances didn't change. 
It was still one of the biggest valleys that you'll ever see, the biggest canyons in the world, right? So the circumstances didn't change, just my view of them did. The same thing happens in your life. Those things that are so big right now, those valleys, those mountains, those things staring you in the face saying you can't get across. You see, God's saying, hey, come see it from my perspective. It's actually no big thing. Fly right over it in two seconds. If you blink, you'll miss it. Man, it's amazing how our circumstances become so big when we're standing at the rim. But when we're sitting in the perspective of God and he goes, I'm going to get you through this and it's not even going to be that big of a deal. Come on, somebody. This is what engaging with God's word can do for you. I pray, I pray that you're more astute in this thing than me. I pray that, that the stuff that God's speaking to you about, I've never heard before. Because you're feeding yourself. This should be the most well-fed church ever. Not because of the message on Sunday morning, but because of the engagement on Monday morning. And the engagement on Tuesday morning. And the engagement on Wednesday morning. And, and you know what? Yeah, we're going four days a week because we're getting crazy. We're getting engaged on Thursday morning. And then, you know what? We're going to get some extra credit because we want to bring the average up. So we're going to engage on, on Friday morning yeah. and then on Saturday morning. And then when we get here on Sunday, oh, we're so lit up. Oh, you, you're not going to get you to shut up. You're going to be so excited about God's word. I can't get you to be quiet. I want you shouting so loud in church that I can't even preach. Come on. Come on, somebody, because you know the power and what God's doing through yeah. his word in your life. You, as soon as I open this thing up, all oh, the cheers will be like, "Woo! we're going to get it today. Are you with me? So Come good. on. There's just something that will change in our valley. Oh, I got to, I'd never been to jail before. Has anybody been to jail before? <laughs> That's one way to start a story, babe. Yeah, I've never been to jail before. <laughs> Not yet, no. I got to go to jail this week. It was awesome. I got to love on somebody in jail. I've never been to jail even to visit somebody before. I didn't know what to do. They, they assumed I knew what to do. Like, I went in there, and they're like, go down to cell block C, and I'm like, is that that way? Like, I don't know. But I remember getting in there and being a part of that and, and, and getting to, to love on somebody that was in jail, a friend of mine, and just encourage him. But you know what? I think for some of us, we're in so many jails that we don't even realize it. Yeah. We don't even realize it. We've gotten so familiar with being in prison. Freedom looks scary. Come on, somebody. To you, picking up this every day, you're like, every day? Oh, I don't need more homework. I don't need more stuff to do. I'm busy enough as it is. And then I'm going to commit to getting in this thing every day? No, the difference is, you get excited. Is anybody excited about lunch today? Come on. Uh, it's okay to admit you get excited about I get you don't look like me and not get excited about lunch. Are you sitting you know what I'm saying? I get excited about lunch. You know why I get excited about lunch? Because I get to go and eat something and it feels good. You know what will happen as you start reading this word, just like Pastor Chelsea said. As you start getting into the word for yourself, it's not gonna be a chore anymore. You can't wait to see what God's gonna give you next. You get so hungry for it, you start going, oh, I can't wait to get up in the morning and see what the Lord's going to speak to me today. See how he's going to talk to me today. I wonder if he's going to give me a secret my pastor doesn't even know. Come on, somebody. Anybody like being on the in crowd? Come Knowing on. what's going on before everybody else knows what's going on? Come on, yeah. right? Can I tell you something? Holy Spirit will speak right into your ear yeah. and tell you something's going to happen before it does. Oh, that's some craziness, right? I've known when people will leave our church before they leave 
They'll call them and say, I already know. It's okay. I love you. Let's go have lunch. Come on. Yep. God will tell you what you're going to go through before you go through it when you spend time with him. He'll speak to you. He'll tell you, hey, this is going to be really hard. And you'll go, oh, man, why do you got to tell me it's going to be really hard? Why can't you tell me it's going to be really easy? But you know why he tells you it's going to be really hard? So that when it's really hard, you know he's still there. Come on. The difference between you and I at times, listen, I know some of you hear God just as well or better than I do. But the difference, if you don't hear God, if you're like, oh, my gosh, where is he? He was there the whole time. He was there the whole time. But it's just whether or not you engage with him so he can speak to you. There's no difference between you and me. I have just as terrible of circumstances as you do. Things get just as hard for me as it does for you. The only difference is I know God's in it with me. And you don't see him. And I want you to see him. I want you to see him. I don't want you to just get excited because you came to church on a Sunday. Listen, I want you to get excited when you get to church on Sundays. But I don't want that to be the only thing you experience. I want your excitement to be all week long. I want you to be reaching out to me on Facebook or, or Instagram or, or texting me and saying, hey, well, let me tell you what God did this week. Let me show you what he spoke to me. Hey, hey, pastor, I was praying for you and God gave me this word when I was reading in the word today. Come on, there's something, there's a power that starts to happen in this place where, where our city, our city won't stand a chance. Come on, I want to see a time where that jail has to close down because there's nobody to go into it. Come on, somebody. This is our city. This is our city. If Who's going to fight for our city if not us? Are you with me? And the fight, the fight doesn't mean going and sweeping the streets, which is nice and it's good. The, the fight doesn't mean going and volunteering at another thing. It, that's, those are fine and those are good. Fighting is right here. Fight in the spirit. Because you know what? That person who is going to commit a felony might run into you before they do it. And because you had life inside of you, you spoke life into them and say they decided to do something different today than they did yesterday. Come on, somebody. This is how we change a city. This is how we change a nation. Right here, four days a week. Four, somebody say four. Four days a week. Watch our city change. Watch our city change. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching at me. Watch our city change when there's so much life coming out of this place that they don't want to be anybody anywhere else. There's so much life in the church of God. You know why people don't like church? Because it's boring. It's the same old thing over and over again. Oh, my gosh, they're going to talk about money. Then they're going to talk about all the things I do wrong and then uh, how I need to fix myself. No, man, there's so much more life in this thing. There's so much more life to be had. God wants to give you life and life more abundantly. He's not just trying to get you by so you can make it through another week. Aren't you tired of just making it? Don't you want to have so much overflow that you're just pouring into everybody that you talk to? Oh, you're the life of the party. I, I, I'd rather be annoying for being the life of the party than for no one to ever notice me because I'm barely living. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? So good. So good. Maybe... Um there's a few of you here that was like me and picked this thing up and said, what book? What are you talking about? What is in here? I have no idea. Um, and you're listening to us to say all of these things about how it can change your life. And I'm, I'm going to challenge you to take our word for it. Try it. Give it a try. 
just see. My encouragement also to you, if you've never, ever, ever, ever opened one of these before, is to start in the book of John. Good and one. when I say the book, it's a chapter. It's like a what we would normally know as a chapter. They're broken up into different sections or different books, different letters. There's 66 different books in here. And so the book of John is a really, really, really good place to start. If you haven't engaged in, in your word or you've tried and it's been confusing or disconcerting or whatever, because there's certain parts of the Bible that, you know, are heavy. And so <laughs> start in John. Scrap what you're doing and start in John. I encourage you to do that. All right, who is in the Bible app? For those of you that are in the Bible app, we're going to put out a 30-day challenge. We're going to read the Bible together. Are you ready? And it's super, super simple. I made it really easy, right? I picked one that it's like one section of Scripture, and then we can get in there and we can chat together about it. It's pretty cool. We'll go in there every day starting tomorrow for 30 days so that we can get this habit going, get engaged, and see if some life comes back into our circumstances. Amen? And so if you're on the Bible app and you're in right in that, uh, if you're in the event for today, you just scroll all the way down the bottom. I made it easy. Scroll all the way down the bottom. Skip all the announcements. Skip the other stuff in there. Scroll all the way down the bottom, and you'll see the link right there to join 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 the reading for the next 30 days. Once you um, click on that, you can accept the invite. And once you've accepted the invite, I want you to stand up. Ooh. Accept that yes, invite. Yes, Sarah! Boom. Come on, Woo! JP. Come on, Sarah. There come you go. On. Come on, Cameron. Come on. Oh, we're doing yes. it. We're doing it. We're getting engaged in come the word on. this morning. Are you getting on there? Activation. Come on. They're probably posting it on Facebook, so you can get on there too. Yep, the link is on Facebook. Come on. If you're watching the Facebook live, it's easier to find I there. See you, Emily. There you go, Emily. Come on. Come on. We're going to so do this good. thing Come together. On, Dante. Not, there you Sandra. go. We're going to engage in God's Come word on. together. Engaging in Scott. God's word together. It's one yes. thing to preach about it, it's another thing to do it. Amen. Now, this reading plan is on you version, which I know is electronic. It's just a guide. You can still use your paper Bible if you really like your paper Bible. So just so you know, it's just a guide. Amen. Um, and then you can chat and stuff with, with us, and it's just awesome. So, Amen. Well, if you're here this morning, this is a very different style of preaching and message that we normally do. Usually I'm shouting a lot more and spitting at people and all kinds of fun stuff. But in the middle of it, I hope that I hope you got something today. I hope you got some hope for the future. Because I just believe that God's going to breathe some life into you starting tomorrow morning as we engage in the Word together. Listen, you're already one day in. You engage with the Word today. Come on, somebody. Give, give yourself a clap offering. Like, you did it. One day in already. And then we're going to start tomorrow for 30 days straight. And we're going to read the Word together. And we're going to engage with each other on there. I want to hear your comments. I want to hear what your thoughts are. I want you to say on there, Pastor, I'm, I'm doing this, but it don't make no sense to me. And that's okay. Right? Wherever you're at, we want to see what God can do. Let's see what we, how we look in 30 days. Oh, it's going to be so good. Now, if you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I believe that if God gives me a mic, then it's an opportunity to introduce him to my best friend. God loves you. He wants you to experience life and life more abundantly. He wants you to experience the fullness. So if that's you this morning, you're like, I, I, I want that. Like, I don't need religion. I don't need another thing to do. But I do, I do want a relationship with Jesus. I want my belief system. I want my religion. I want my belief system to be involved in a relationship with Jesus. 
that's you here this morning in person or online, just raise your hand for me. And with everybody's eyes closed, because this is between you and Jesus, not between everybody else. I remember when my bride gave her life to Jesus. She was, what, 22? 22 years old. Man, she was so embarrassed. Didn't want, she's like, oh, my, my, my boyfriend works in the church. He serves in the church. Oh, no, what if they're all going to think I'm ridiculous? They're going to think, oh, my gosh, she's finally giving her life to Jesus? What's the problem? Right? I remember when she finally did raise her hand, and, and I, I, I'll be honest, I was peeking every Sunday. I was like, I was like, is today the day? Is today the day? They're doing the altar call. And the day she raised her hand, oh, my gosh, tears flew down my face. And then as soon as they were done, I opened my eyes, and she was gone. I was like, what in the world? She ran to the bathroom. She was so embarrassed that she finally gave her life to Jesus. Listen, if that's you here today, and you're like, I should have known this. I should have done this. You know, I, I got baptized as a baby. Like, I know. I, you know. But if it's a real relationship that you want with Jesus, this is your day. This is where things begin to shift. So with every head bowed and eye closed, if that's you, raise your hand real high for me. I'm going to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to pray with you. I love you, man. I love you, dude. Thank you for raising your hand. Today's the day things begin to shift. Today's the day things change. If you're watching on an interactive site, there's a little button on there you can push, raise your hand, and say you're giving your life to Jesus. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, um, just send us in, in the comments or send us an email at info at, at livingstones.tv and, and let us know, hey, I gave my life to Jesus, and we'll, we'll call you, we'll pray with you. And if that's you this morning, your breakthrough is right on the other side of saying, I, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I'm done with the old way of doing things. I want the real thing. I saw the one hand, but I still feel like there's somebody else that's just like struggling with it. Like, no, I did this before. I did this before. And, you know, I, I just I just haven't been living it, and that's all it is. God, God just honors your surrender. He honors it. Saying, that's me. I'm surrendering today. See your hand too, champ. Love you, man. Love you, man. Bigger things are coming. Bigger things are coming because it's the real deal this time. Come on. It's the real deal. So if that if you raise your hand this morning, if you're online watching, you're raising your hand, you're saying that's me. Just pray something like this. And it doesn't, it's not the words that you say, but it's the heart posture in which you say it. Saying, Jesus. I can't do this on my own. God, I don't know how to live in a way that honors you. But Lord, I give my life to you today in every facet, all the good things and all the ugly things. I give my life to you today. And I ask God that you would come and dwell in my heart, dwell in with me. Be with me tomorrow. Be with me on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday. God, be with me on Saturday. Lord, be with me every day. God, I want to experience you. Lord, speak to me through your word, through this 30-day challenge. Speak to me. Show me that you're real. Show me that you love me. And God, I commit my life to you today. And I ask you to come in and take over. Show me my value. Father, I commit my life to you today. I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for being rose again on the third day, proving that you're God. And God, I thank you that you've made a way for me, even though I don't deserve it. So thank you, Lord. And I commit my life to you today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Lift up a shout this morning. Our God is good.
Come on, say God is good. All the time. We love you. We love you, church. Stand to your feet for just a moment. Give some glory to Jesus. It's going to be a good day. God is with us, and he's so good, and he's so powerful, and he has so much purpose. Oh, I pray that you got touched today. I pray that the Holy Spirit moved in your heart today, but I pray even more that he moves in your heart tomorrow, that today was just a taste of what he's going to do, of what he's going to do. Church, we love you. We're so excited. I'm so excited for next weekend. And we've got Pastor Rudy from Slave Free Project going to preach next week, next weekend. It's going to be awesome. So bring a friend. You, you, you know some hardcore dudes? This is like the hardcore dude of hardcore dudes. Like his ministry stuff, I mean, he's putting on flak jackets and, and going in and, and pulling people out of hell. And this is the type of guy that he is. So if you've got, if you got some people that are like, oh, dude, he'll, they'll relate to that, bring them to church. Bring somebody to church. I guarantee it's going to be worth it next weekend. So come, be a part of that. And yes, it's Paya Pastor. So I, our youth are doing one last fundraiser. So I hope that we're going to raise some money. And whoever pays the most money gets to throw a pie in my face, as well as some of our other pastors' faces. So let's have some great times. Let's raise some money for the kids. Have a great time for youth camp. It's going to be awesome. We love you. Have an amazing week. And we'll see you next time.